Hello and welcome back to the Simplicity of Happiness podcast. Today again from Kizimkazi in Zanzibar with the episode number 67 and me, Florian Hornig. And as always, you can call me Flo. I thought that it is typical to our society where we just have enough of everything that we don't care when something breaks and we just get it new and throw it away. Wrong. I was so wrong. It seems to be not a problem or a thing of a certain society or a certain level of richness, wealthiness, but it seems to be something that you either learn or you don't. Here in Zanzibar, it seems to me as if many people don't care at all if something or anything that was given to them breaks they and they throw it away. On the other hand, even stuff that they buy themselves and that where I expect them to value them a lot, they don't treat it very well. Um, for example, knives. I have or I had seen a lot of knives that were just not sharp and they were in a very b bad shape and I thought that they might be very old and very much used and so I thought I'm going to bring some very good knives from my kitchen because I, I knew I'm going to stay a while here and What happened is they people just went into the kitchen, they took my knife because it was quite an, a sharp knife, and they started to cut to cut wood, to cut stones, I mean, all different kinds, and the, the knife completely broke. And then, yeah, well, but can't you make it sharp again? And then they just went to a normal stone, and they were going along that stone to make the knife sharp again. And for me, that what was quite difficult to understand why they wouldn't keep it sharp and I think it's just a certain level of sharpness that is needed and everything above that is well some kind of luxury and so there is no value for this for me on the other side where I am doing some advanced cooking with more than just rice and beans and where I sometimes like to slice things very neatly so that it doesn't does not only taste good but also looks good. I can value the sharpness of a knife. 
Something very similar happened um, when I went into the the hospital where my my girlfriend is working, and um, there they have um, a machine that can. Mm, well, that's difficult to explain. So normally you have a certain amount of oxygen in the air, and they can compress the amount of oxygen so that you do not need a oxygen bottle if you want to keep somebody alive during an operation. But you can use this machine because it's x x is it is um. Um, compressing the oxygen that there already is and so that you can um, use this machine during an operation. And this machine was given to them because they always ran out of oxygen. So what they did is they, they kept the oxygen bottles. When they ran out of it, they sent all of them away to have them refilled. And meanwhile, all the patients who needed the oxy oxygen well, sometimes happened to die. And so other doctors from other countries thought, well, that might not be the best planning if you can just keep them alive until the uh, bottles are empty. And even if they had 10 bottles, they were not using nine of them. And when they start the 10th, they were refilling the other nine. No, they were always using all 10 of them. And it seemed to be difficult to teach, so they thought, well, we are going to give that machine. What happened now is that machine broke. And they said, okay, well, it's not, it's, it's not working anymore. And um, so Judy asked me to go to the hospital and we tried to find out what is exactly broken and to repair it. And we figured it out, not all the way though. So we figured out what the problem is, but we didn't repair it all the way. And now we're trying to order the parts so that we may be able to put the machine back together. And when we told the hospital management, they said, oh, well, don't worry, we have another one. There were some Chinese guys and they gave us some new machines and another oxygen, I call it compressor. And, and, and we couldn't believe it because they have so many operations and they don't have enough oxygen. So if you have another one, you can have two operation theaters working at the same time. And without, without any judging it is still interesting to see that obviously some stuff is valued and other is not and very often when stuff is just given away without the other one really understanding the need for this then there is no value And I see that very often among my own friends, that there is stuff, oh no, not even my friends, I saw it in my own life, that I was owning a lot of stuff that I didn't really value. And when it broke, well, it broke. Sometimes I didn't want to give it away, but in the end, it didn't matter that much. Think about your phones. How many phones did you use in the last five years? That could be a good example. And... One thing that I found out for myself that helps me to put in the value of the things. And with with value, I don't mean that I love the things and that I'm completely attached to them and that I think I can't let go of them and that I need them to be happy. 
No, I mean the value of the materials you put in there, the value of the work that other people put in there, the value that maybe some people or myself put in there in money because the money didn't come from from nowhere. Somebody had to work for the money and then other people were working when you gave them the money. So there might be double input of work in a thing. And so I started to repair as much as I could. I tried to not throw stuff away, but I repair it. So I'm valuing the work that somebody else already put in there. I'm, I value the, the energy that was already put in there. And I value the material because all material is only once on earth. And I think ideally I would manage to never throw anything away if something is completely broken, completely deep detach it, unscrew it and then use all the materials for something else or you find a system within a society that you can return all of the material things so that the only stuff that is thrown away and that might be the reason for all of this is organic stuff because if I go to the very, very poor villages, be it in Sahara be it in mainland Tanzania or be it in Zanzibar If it is a very rural village, if it is very poor, if they are building the houses out of pieces of wood and stones they find and dirt, very often you see no garbage. All they use is somehow organic, be it for carrying or be it for, be it for building. And... Organic stuff breaks and it breaks down. So you can you can just throw it out of the window and it will disappear within a matter of days very often. And maybe that's how the world used to be. There's stuff around. You use it for a while until it breaks and then you just let it go and it and it becomes nature again. And as close as you can live to nature, this might also work. But as soon as you are using stuff out of our modern society, we might have artificially taken it out of the circle of life. And then it should be our responsibility to value it. Value the creations on earth, value life value friendship and use stuff to its very end and use all the energy and love and work and power that was put in there. So the question I want to leave you with today is what's the thing that you have in your closet, in your cupboard at home that you don't use and you could give to somebody else? so that he or she repairs it and uses it in the future? And what thing is broken where you thought you are going to buy a new one soon that you could actually have repaired? And for everything new you buy, bud. 
beautiful, useful, durable. By things that you like, the shape, the form, the beauty of it, by stuff that you can use and that is durable so that you can use it for quite a while. So think about it. Let me know what it is in your life and I have you back here tomorrow. Until then, take care.